0: And we are here at Intuition, and joined by uh, Nathan Walter. Um, Nathan, the city council just voted fifteen nothing on rezoning the land. Um, what's this mean for the team?
1: It uh, it means home. It means we have the opportunity now to to build the stadium, to do it the way that we want to do it, that the community needs it to be. Um, yeah, that was that was a big night. So
0: it's. Uh... For those, like, trying to figure out what the next step is, uh, can you tell us what's going to happen next for the team, what to look out for, like a timeline of when to look out for it?
1: Yeah, we still have a couple of things to go through City Council. Um, the road closures around the site, uh, the EOD agreement, obviously. Um, those things will go through here shortly. Um, but what today does, it allows us to start the process to, uh, to be ready to break ground in January. And uh, that is the goal, and we're... we're Today, it allows us to, to, to move forward on that goal. So
0: January, that's like a couple months away, but you also have an NPSL season coming up in the future. How, how are you balancing both of those things right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, the NPSL fits into our strategic plan. So as, we, as we're building out the brand and we're looking at next year and the activation process over the next 12 months, to uh, 2025, the MPSL slots in there nicely, and, and we have some activation around that. We have some social engagement. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a different feel this year with the MPSL because now we can start looking at, at really a 12-month kind of process, and the MPSL just slots in there perfectly. Uh, I can assure you, Tommy and the team have already started looking at players and and starting that process, so that's exciting. Um, even though I'm not in the weeds on that type of thing. It's, uh, it's good to see the kind of depth charts come over my table. And, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're using it as a strategic option for, uh, for next year so, or for 2025. So um, it's, it all plays in, and it's all, it's all part of the plan.
0: So one of the players from this past uh, year, actually a couple of years, for the Jacksonville Armada was uh, Mason Tunbridge, who's off at the San Diego. Um, Right now, and he's playing in the NCAA tournament starting this Thursday. Um, We're actually having him on the podcast on this episode. Uh, What do you have to say to him?
1: Uh, Mason's a special boy. He's talented, great personality, great work ethic. Um, No matter what happens with Mason, he's going to go and be special, and he's going to do some amazing things in his career. Um, If the Armada piece is a part of it, we're super excited about that. If it's not, we want what's best for Mason. But um, there is no doubt that Mason has the ability to really take things to the next level.
0: Well said. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Welcome to No Pyro, No Podcast, Armada Fancast, where we talk all things Jackson Armada. And that was Armada President and General Manager Nathan Walter. Uh, we had a chance to uh, speak with him just after the city council zoning vote that took place uh i guess a couple days after you will be hearing this podcast so derek what are your thoughts
0: we kind of have a stadium like plan official official now
2: yeah it's uh pretty much uh double official maybe even triple official uh there's a couple i know there's a couple things they still have to work out a couple small things but it's not um everything
0: everything that was that needed to be voted on is voted on now like there's I think the next step now is shovels in the ground.
2: Shovels in the ground, and hopefully that will be in January. What do you um, what do you if you had to predict, early January, mid January, late January, or not January at all? Um, you know, betting man,
0: uh, breaking ground or official breaking the ground.
2: Breaking ground, as in, was once we'd, we have the ceremony, breaking ground, I consider the ground to be broken.
0: Well, I, I I feel like they're gonna start doing work now because everything's kind of been zoned off. Um, but like, I I think it's going to be like middle of January that they get everyone out there, have the brand new shovels, cut the ribbon, uh, kiss the babies and, and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I like to be optimistic and think it would be early January, but then again, I can put on my, uh, sad, uh sat Ian hat and uh go maybe it'll be the end of january
0: if if they do it too early though you you run the risk you got um like new year's you got the new year's uh the the bowl game here in jacksonville Mm -hmm. It, it might get swallowed up in the college football um new cycles um but they can also time it like before the definitely before the super bowl and like the in the middle of like the nfl playoffs um
2: yeah. So what, yeah, what you, I, I think
0: it could all also depend on where the how the jags are doing and uh That's that true. It could, of stuff too.
2: That's true it could be a lot of things. So let's talk about something else. Uh, was that your first uh city council meeting you've ever been to?
0: That was my second and I am mm. hoping that might be my last.
2: Never a lot of fun. You see a lot of uh characters there. Um
0: I, I that first hour and a half was um It's was like a,
2: lot. a it's like a circus. Um my my dad, so dad's dad will we used to always say there are two things you never wanted to see made. One is sausage, and the other is uh, laws and legislation because you you, you you don't want to see both. And we got to see the laws and legislation being made last night. Horrible, horrible! Not a fun time. Not a fun time at all.
0: Yeah, so. I, I don't. I don't know how people willingly volunteer to be civil servants um, mm. and just. You kind of gotta like just sit there and just take it. The conversations. When all, I was all night, yeah, when
2: I was in high school, I I interned uh, for uh, Matt Carlucci. Um, for I half have no
0: a idea year. who that is.
2: That's one of the. so you weren't paying attention. That's one of the city councilmen that was there last. Was there last okay. night? Um, so I did some intern stuff, and it's not not fun at all. Not 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 the life for me for sure. Okay. So hopefully, no more city council meetings for us. That's for sure. sure.
0: But everything's over, right? Like everything's.
2: Of all that stuff, like I said, there's a couple things they have to work out around street closures. Okay. And I think one other thing, but it's not like it has to go through the process this went through, which was, you know, two two, uh, rezoning meetings and then, you know, things having to be changed and amended. And then it had to go to the final vote, which was uh, last night. So I think we are done with that part.
0: Perfect. I'll go grab my shovel and I'll just wait out the out there in eastside until yeah. uh January
2: yeah let's go out and do some digging all right
0: perfect so but that's not the only thing we got for this episode um kind of hinted at that with uh the second part with uh Nathan um we got one of my favorite players on there on today
2: the one and only Mason Tunbridge
0: yeah the young that, man I,
2: the young man is on fire
0: yeah he, he, someone calls him the the one the one ton bridge so,
2: who would that guy be? I don't who know, but
0: he, he claims he's the favorite. So uh, yeah, that Mason's know. his favorite. I, I don't know. I think he we'll, all of it.
2: We'll address we'll address that with Mason uh, in the interview. So let's yeah. see
0: where we go with that.
2: So we are gonna jump to uh, the legend, Armada Legend. I, you know, I I throw that word around a lot, but it's true. Legend, Mason Tunbridge. All right, joining us now is Mason Tunbridge, another Armada legend. It's just been nothing but legends lately. So, Mason, welcome to uh, our podcast.
3: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I've been listening in, um, so I'm excited to, to be on today.
2: Oh, you're one of the six people who listen. Great. Good stuff. So <laughs> now we know another one.
0: He, he's right. actually been promoting it, too. He mentioned it on a couple live streams, too. So, so that's, that's... I, I don't see anyone else doing that. I haven't seen yeah. Tommy K or Nathan do that.
2: Yeah, there you go. Some good stuff. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your backstory. You grew up in London. Um, signed with Tottenham when you were twelve. One question: I'm going to deviate from what we have on here. Who did you support as a kid?
3: Uh, Arsenal. Always been Arsenal my whole life. Uh, will never change.
2: Okay, well no, that's fine. So what, you
3: signed with Tottenham. Yeah. So um, it was the way it worked. I was I was scouted playing for my local team, um, and the first team to to spot me was was Tottenham at the time. Um. And played for them growing up. Um, a lot of the coaches would would make a point to try and make me kiss the badge if I scored or or things like that. But at most, no, I, I stay true to my my roots, and uh, I don't think my dad would be happy if I was to uh, to ever kiss the Spurs badge.
2: Okay, so he's <laughs> he's uh, Arsenal as well.
3: Yeah, Arsenal as well. Whole family's Arsenal. Uh, my dad used to go to games when he was younger, um, and yeah, I guess he he just threw the kit on me when I was younger and, and went from there.
2: Well, that's great to have such a great club to support. Unfortunately, I uh, support uh, Preston North End, so I've had a, a tough, tough go of it uh, over the years. So, yeah, I guess... my,
3: my apologies for that, man. I, you know, I must be tough. <laughs> yeah,
2: next year, next year is going to be every year. It's been next year is going to be our year. <laughs> so, you had offers to play professionally in England with League Two side Colchester. Yep. But you went the uh, college route to Jacksonville University. Um, how did that come about?
3: Yeah, I um. I had a, an aspiration to come to America. Um it was a it was a it gave me the ability to tick uh, both boxes, the um education box as well as the, the ability to just continue playing. Um I had a really good support group um around me in, in the UK, um, a company called Soccer Chance Academy. Mm-hmm. Um and we, we all sort of just, just felt at the time that, you know, Colchester offered me a one year deal. Um, and it was important for me to have some security you know I've, I've been in the game long enough to know things can change and the uh, the American route offered me four years of of security you know mm-hmm. um, and Jacksonville came in there was a there was a showcase in England Jacksonville watched me it was a former coach of the Armada Jack Burns
2: yep um, no Jack
3: so Jack, Jack watched me he, he scouted me and and, um, yeah, it went from there, really. It was he, he, he laid it out for me. He was a, a JU alum. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me about the the city and, and the school. And, and, yeah, I was just happy to to jump on board.
2: Yeah, I mean, you put Colchester in one hand, North hey, Jack, Florida in the other. You know, that's probably a pretty you – know,
0: Jack Burns undefeated as an NPSL coach, just reminding everyone out there.
2: Yeah, for the Armada. So, yeah, one of two that we have, one of two.
0: So um, while you're there at um, Ju, uh, the team actually made the NCAA tournament in 2020, which didn't happen often. It was only like the sixth time in program history. Um, what do you remember most from your time as a dolphin? Uh,
3: it, it was it was it was interesting. You know, it was a it was a definite um, culture shock for me because you know it was my first time moving away from home, moving across across the world. I had a great time there. I really I made some good friends, friends that I'm I'm still friends with now and yeah it, it was an experience um that that year where the where the team managed to uh to make the tournament i had left midway through the season to to begin my process of of um finding a new school um i wanted a new challenge um so i, I wasn't I, I wasn't a part of that i wouldn't like to say i was a part of that championship run but, but all my friends that were in it man it was a that was a great team and 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 JU's a great setup uh, always has been and and i think it will they got a new coach in, I think they'll continue to do really well.
2: So you you mentioned that it was, you know, a, a new challenge. Was that the, the main the main driver for you uh leaving J U to head to San Diego or
3: Yeah, I think so. Um I come out to America not really knowing much about I just thought, you know, all teams can compete. Um I didn't realise that even within division one, division two, there was there was good teams and, and not so good teams and stuff like that, and, and conferences had more weight. The, ability, the opportunity to, to go and play out in San Diego um, came about. Um, they had a few players that came from the same agency as me in the UK. There was no, at the time, there was no British players in Jacksonville, um, so to go and play with some, some local lads was, uh, was another thing that sort of drew me away. Good stuff. After
0: your first season at San Diego, you ended up coming back to Jacksonville, though, and play for the Jacksonville Armada.
3: Um, why the Armada? Although, I, although I, I mean, although I left Jacksonville, I had, I had nothing against the city um, and and anything like that. Um, I really loved living in Jacksonville, um, loved the area, loved the people. And during my my time when I was looking for a new school. Um, coach Tommy brought me in with the, he allowed me to come and train with the UPSL team. And that was sort of my first sort of uh, interaction with him. I loved his style of coaching. Um, he he sort of allowed me to to have a love for the game again. The thought of going, I heard really good things the summer before. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd shoot my shot and, and see if coach would take me in. Um, and thankfully, you know, everything worked out. Coach Coach brought me in for that year and. And yeah, from there, never really looked back in in terms of my summer plans.
2: And you're not the uh, the the first person we've had on to say that about Tommy and about his style. So that's always, you know, it's just you know, reinforce you know the culture here is uh, something special.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I can vouch that I've, I've never been a part of anything like it. Um, from the minute details of training and what we do and and how we do it, um, and like you say, the culture I harp on it a lot here at San Diego. But I think a lot of a lot of what I say in terms of being a family comes from everything I've learned being in and around the Armada setup. So So um, I've definitely been able to take some, some massive things away from coach Tommy in the setup, and, and bring it into my, my soccer life over here.
2: That's going to make me tear up a little bit. <clears throat> That's great to hear.
0: So um, that 2022 season was your first one with the Armada. You and the boys had a pretty fun summer. Um, you might have only had two goals that year, but you were a really big reason why the team went on a fourteen game winning streak. Um and you finished runners up in the south. You helped the team win uh, earn its first trophy when you guys beat Southern States and clinched the Gulf Coast Championship. Um, what were some of the biggest memories you had from that summer?
3: Definitely that uh, that Southern States game. Um, I think that was a that was a huge moment winning that. Um it was always a good challenge, always a good game and and uh, I always remember Cole, Cole reason over his goal. You know, I think that was, that was something special, man. Was it a cross um, or a shot? It was a shot. We'll, we'll, we'll say it was a shot. <laughs> um, okay. And, uh, and yeah, I think, I think just um, going into games with, with sort of, I think it was a, it was a meme at the time or, or people made a joke of it, but but Mark Berkeland saying that we don't lose. Yes. Um, you know, it, it was. <laughs> Things like that, just little moments like that, that that we'll hold on to, and and um, like like I say, it was a really great group, and uh, we just had a belief, you know, a belief that we was never gonna lose, and you guys were coming out in numbers. It was a it was a great setup, man.
2: Yeah, I can say from you know being a supporter from the very beginning, that was probably the funnest season that I've ever been involved in. I mean, it may have been you know small crowds, but. You know, it's just the atmosphere couldn't be beaten. The play on the field was just uh,
0: well. It was small crowds at the start, but by the end, it was uh, yeah. But I mean, it, compar- there was comparatively, coming to, out of the woodworks to to watch you guys, right? But
2: comparatively, for like from when we started, right? You know, I mean, it's night and day the difference. But I had I probably had the most fun just watching, you know, just just seeing you guys play. It was yeah. Phenomenal. I, I
3: remember, I remember, uh, coach rested me for the. um I think it was the semi-final against Naples, and we was one 0 down until late on. And I remember jumping into the crowd with you guys, and someone giving me right. a and yep. uh, just, just things like that. You, you know, you don't see that anywhere else um, with a, with a fan group and when with players. So that that was another special moment from that year for sure. I, I'm gonna tear up now because I think I was one to <laughs> hand you the smoke. So
0: <laughs> so, but um, after that MPSL season, uh, you head back to San Diego. Um, the team has a new coach now, Brian Quinn, and you guys turn things around. You guys are now eight five and three, and you win the WCC conference tournament for the first time since twenty fourteen, and the team advanced to the NCAA tournament. Um, what do you think were the biggest differences in the team from the twenty twenty one season to the twenty twenty two season?
3: I think um, that year to, to go through a, a difficult year because we were we was two and fifteen uh, my first year. Um, and you know, we, we went through some serious adversity, some, some serious injuries. Um, and it was, it was really freak injuries for it. Like I broke my arm in the very first game of the season from a tackle, which was weird. We had a player rupture his spleen by blocking a shot, a few concussions. It it was just really weird, weird things that we was dealing with. And, uh, we, we was close in games. There was never, never any games where anyone really took over on us. I think when we came back, we just, we had a belief and we had everyone fit, healthy. Um, we brought in some really good guys. And like I said, we, we just, we went into every game with with nothing to lose. You know, we, we probably had one of the worst seasons any of us were ever going to have. So going into the next year, it, it couldn't get any worse. Um, that was that was the mindset. That was the mentality. Um, and yeah, man, everything just, just fell into place. And it was just one of them years where everything went right for us. And, and yeah, we got to the tournament. So, and at this point in your
0: personal career, though, um, your name was now being floated around MLS and their draft, uh, and your name was actually in the pool to get drafted last year. Um, how did that whole process go for you in 2022, and did that give you any extra motivation um, this year with your name not being called? Definitely,
3: I think I think I I, I didn't think I was going to get a call, but. You know, I watched the draft show with the the outside hope that maybe someone would uh, would take a chance. Like like you say, not hearing my name called, it wasn't the end of the world for me. But it was definitely a I've I've got a taste for it, and and I think I can I back myself to 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 be in and around it again this season. Um, you know, speaking with with my coaches here at USD and and we just set goals to to do even better. Um, stats wise, results wise, and 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 you know, like I say you know we we've just got the the back to back championship so so we've clearly done something right you know absolutely so
0: but after that season you ended up spending another year in Jacksonville um but you had like a couple um moments where you had to miss some games like at the start you still were in school because school didn't release um and then in the middle of the season you had to go back to San Diego for some uh i think it was some training um and some matches to get ready for the upcoming season um did you have any issues dealing with extra cross country travel and keeping fit for the the matches and the training? And did you do anything different to cope with the travel?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, it's always a, a nightmare being over here. We we finished school about a month after all the local lads in, in Jack, so or the on the East Coast. So to miss the first few games is always tough. Um coach does a great job allowing me to to assimilate into the group and and just get get back into the flow of it and yeah we we ended up flying as a as San Diego to uh, Argentina for two weeks so again had to fly back to San Diego fly down to Argentina for a bit and then back up to San Diego speaking with coach you know the the big concern was burnout um so i probably didn't i wasn't involved in as many games or or get as many minutes as the year before but it was it was definitely an issue for me um you know i felt really tired at some points but Coming back to Jack's, you know, I wanted to to make sure that I was always coming back and and being available and being able to play. And I definitely don't think I would do something like that again. Or if I was going to, I would, you know, schedule it better. Because like you say, traveling back and forth, East Coast to West Coast and even down to South Coast. It takes a lot out of you. Yeah. I I didn't even realize you were down in Argentina, too. So I couldn't
0: even imagine that added travel on top of uh, the cross country.
3: Right. So, so yeah, it was a, it was an, but it was an experience, you know, it's, it's, it's not often you get to, to go and play football in these three locations in the world or, you know, travel to these places. So I took it all in and, and enjoyed every moment of it. But, but definitely it would, uh, I need to rethink some of my, my decisions with it next time. I understand that.
2: So I'd like to think that one of the highlights of the Armada season had to be the five-nothing win against uh, the New Orleans Jesters, who you know, normally play as pretty tight. But I'd like to think that's a little bit more special because you had uh, some special guests uh, in attendance. Your dad, shout out to uh, Soccer Pops, who we know is a listener <laughs> of the uh, the podcast. How cool was it to have him to be over from England and spend some time with you and watch a game live?
3: Oh, it was amazing, man. I'm um... You know, like I, I've said before, he, he's my biggest fan. He stays up and watches every game I play over here. Uh, he's up at four AM, and he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't miss a game for the world for anything. So, for him to actually come and watch it live, and, and you know, I'd, I'd spoke so highly of the of the setup and and you know the section nine oh four and and the coaches and the style of play and Jacksonville itself for him to come and. Uh, experience that was, was special for the both of
2: us. Yeah, we love your dad. We got to spend some time with him uh tailgating before the game. So that was a lot of fun.
0: Brilliant. I, I think best picture of the season was definitely when you uh hugged your dad after that game.
3: So yeah, was, no, that was that was great man. That's uh I know my mom loved that one as well so so it was great for So but you also got to play
0: with um play with a guy you kind of grew up with in England, um, gentleman named Cavante Willoughby-Williams. Um, and I like Cavante, but does play for Southern States, um, which for everyone listening, we all know how we feel, how this podcast <laughs> feels about Southern States. Um, does it give you any extra edge playing against an old mate from back home?
3: I think so. I think um, there's, you know, like you say, we've we grown up together. Uh, we went to, to high schools that were literally neighbors to each other and it it just gives an an added incentive to win especially you know bragging rights with each other and within our friendship group and just to see him you know he's a year younger than me and to see to see his journey and and stuff out here in america and how he's doing out here um it's exciting to watch you know not that i'm miles older than him but you know he's a he's a really good friend of mine so to to see him doing well and you know it's special so yeah Yeah,
0: we saw him play over uh, against Flagler recently, and uh, I, I got some help from someone uh, on this podcast on some trash talk to him. And uh, <laughs> the dude just goes out and scores a goal, and just looks me dead in the eye. So, uh, <laughs> no, he's a good lad. He's a
3: good lad. Yeah. So.
2: All right. So the season ended a little bit earlier than most of us around the club expected, but you gave us some great memories and. Some great uh, away days, some great road trips. What was your favorite away day that season? If you remember, Any, anything special? Anything special happened?
3: I th- I only had two away games, and that was uh, New Orleans and Southern States. But I think the the one that stuck out for me was um, New Orleans away. Uh, although we lost, the the support first of all that drive is is horrendous. Horrible. So for you guys that come out, you know we we appreciate that massively. But I think it was just a moment where as a group, it really hurt us to lose, you know, because you guys have been around the, the Armada set up. And, and for as long as I've been here losing, isn't we're not really accustomed to it, you know. So to lose that game was, was horrible. But I remember just the love that, that Section 904 and, and those that travelled gave to us. And it just helped us cope with it a little bit more. And I remember after the game, sort of being in the locker room afterwards and, and Coach Tommy had, had uh Had made us put on the music and and everyone stayed in the locker room no one was to leave and and we were just talking and and just trying to get some normality back you know trying not to dwell on it because it's you know the games come thick and fast and i I remember that was just a a special moment for me um, to to have my coach sort of trying to get the boys going again by by just talking and and trying to forget about it uh, and not dwell on it i think um it gave me a different outlook on how to to cope with losses and and things like that so so that's definitely a special one for me
0: so um after the season ended um you head back to san diego again and your team is on fire this year um you guys are have 11 wins four losses three draws regular season champs conference tournament champs and you seem to be right in the middle of all the highlights with seven goals eight assists and eighteen matches. And I feel like every other game the school's tagging Sports Center and a highlight from your team and you are in the highlights. Um what is the difference in your play and your team's play this
3: year and
0: that everything just seems like it's coming together.
3: We've kept together we kept a lot of the group from from the year before from when we last won the championship. Um so, you know, we just we know each other. You know, there's there's no um, second guessing or or there's an understanding with the group. Um, as a midfielder, the, the forwards know sort of where I where I want to pass it or or when I'll pass it. Um, so they're able to get on the end of of uh, my delivery and put it in the back of the net. And vice versa, you know, guys are knowing where I where I want the ball and stuff like that, and and giving it me in the in the best possible position. So I just think knowing each other and 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 having that belief, like I said, we. We believed we could go back to back. Um so to go out and do it, man, is it's special, you know. Two rings, uh, to end my college career, that's that's something I can hold on to forever.
0: Yeah, and you guys have a playoff cu- game coming up on uh November sixteenth, which is tomorrow. I know we're recording on the on Wednesday. Um you're at home playing California Baptist. What's the message you wanna tell all your teammates and for anyone from uh, USD that may be listening to this episode. What do you need from the home support on Thursday?
3: We need it rocking. We need it loud. Uh, we need the energy. Um, you know, I think being at home is is massive for us. Um, we we've lost one game at home in the past two years. So, on on behalf of the team, you know, it's it's our job to to go out there and put on a show. And uh, for all the fans out there that that are tuning in or want to watch, you know, come and come and enjoy it.
0: Mason, um, before we let you go, uh, the Armada locked in the zoning for the upcoming stadium, and we had a chance to speak with Armada president Nathan Walter and asked him about you. Um, he really thinks you have what it takes to go have a solid football career if that's what you choose. Um, what does it mean to you hearing that from someone in his position who's running a soccer club that will be professional in the next couple of years?
3: Yeah, it's special, you know, um, You know, working working closely with Nathan with over the past uh two years and um, we've been able to build a, a good relationship um he's always given me great advice um been there for me um given me harsh truths you know motivation to to kick on um, it's special to, to like i said to to have someone comment and recognize my ability and my game like that so um so yeah i, I really do appreciate it that's awesome so but,
0: man, you are a legend, and I, I personally I w- want to wish you good luck in the upcoming playoff run that you guys have. And uh, I know a lot of us here in Jacksonville will be keeping an eye on you uh, and University of San Diego and on your future. I hope that we get to see you in our Armada Jersey down the road, um, but I kind of have a gut feeling uh, you may get the opportunity to play in some bigger leagues and some uh, bigger matches that, than what the Armada can offer. And I we,
2: mean, can say, no, yeah. we can say we, we knew you win. We, we remember him win. So it'll be great. Uh, to, uh... No matter
3: no matter what happens, guys. It's uh you know it's like you say it's a, it's an exciting process for me. I'm just I'm just excited to to be on the road and, and on the ride. And um you know Jacksonville will always hold a special place in my heart. Um you guys took me in, um the club, the city, and yeah, I, I love being around it. Love being back. And uh, like I said, anything. Whatever happens, happens, you know. Yes, sir. Appreciate it.
2: All right. Well, we thank you for your time. I know you've got a lot on your plate. Uh, we will be watching uh, Thursday night. At least I know I will. So can't wait to see uh, see you do great things.
3: Thank you, guys. And, and before I go, I just want to want to give a quick shout out to uh, to the man who, who my my number one supporter in, in section nine oh four. I've been told, um, and that's Nick uh, Jaguar, Nick. Um, Lies. <laughs> Uh, lies. Lies. lies i I've worked lies. with a guy
0: uh, yeah. it, it, it I, you are the background on my phone you and Cole holding up the smoke at the uh after a match so lies
2: yeah nick, <laughs> nick likes uh, alex Rubies more don't let him
0: yeah it kill you. yeah uh, he, nick will, nick drives up to savannah all the time for alex yeah. so he, he says he that that to he, uh,
3: he told me he was to he made the song about the one ton tom bridge Yes, yeah. yes, he did. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm just, just messing around then. Um, I know.
2: Yeah. Mason, thank you for your time.
3: You're a goat, thank man. Appreciate it. Thank you.
2: That was the legend, Mason Tunbridge.
3: Man,
0: Derek. What a, what a player. What a guy. Oh, amazing guy.
2: Yeah. So, I'm curious to see where he lands uh, at the end of the season. It'll be interesting to see.
0: You know, if if a professional team wants a guy who plays winning football, he's your guy. Like there, there's few people who can just read the game all around them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he's him. Like he, he his passing, his runs, like the 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 plays that he does from behind the 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 willingness to get back to defend when needed like he's he's going to be playing football or or a minute if that's what he chooses to do
2: it'll be interesting to see um you know, like you were saying but he's just improving game yeah. after game after game it's, it's an amazing thing to see
0: it, and it looks like he, the game's kind of slowed down for him at least in the, the college level
2: yeah he doesn't seem to be as frenetic yeah all right, so that is going to do it for episode number 26. Uh, this will be our last episode before the Thanksgiving holiday. We want to thank gobble, everyone. Gobble. gobble, gobble. And just want to give a, a, a shout out to everyone. Thank you for, uh we are thankful for all of you that have uh listened and supported us as we started on this journey. I didn't think we'd last this long.
0: Everyone least... but Ian is thankful because he's sad right now.
2: Yeah, Ian's sad right now. Unfortunately, Ian couldn't be with us tonight. Uh, but we are thankful for all of you um, that do take a little bit out, out of your time to listen. We really appreciate it. We're looking forward to wondering
0: what our next episode is going to be. So stay and tuned to find question. out. Yeah. What question I mean. for you? What What's your uh, favorite Thanksgiving like uh, dish?
2: Oh, good question. Um, shame we don't have Brian here for some uh, some scram talk. Um, funny enough, I like uh, dressing or stuffing.
0: Okay. It's
2: very always under underappreciated. When done okay. right, it's an excellent thing. What about you? Uh,
0: it's it's not Thanksgiving unless there's like a pumpkin and apple pie for me. Uh, and, I thought you and, I thought you were going to go
2: lumpia. I thought you were going lumpia.
0: Oh yeah, so, like what? Oh my mom, like she, my mom would always go all out. Like she'd make a ham mainly for me because I don't eat turkey. She'd make a turkey a, um, a turkey as well. She'd do the stuffing. She would. Uh, do like a seven layer jello she would do lumpia deviled eggs uh cranberry sauce like it just like there'd be an apple pie a pumpkin pie it just it's uh like food for weeks it felt like (laughs) i'm I'm
2: heading i don't know where i'm heading i'm heading to your mom's house for thanksgiving
0: yeah no it's uh i i I honestly was hoping she would have already made her uh move to florida by now because uh yeah
2: well if she listens Hurry up. Yeah. Yeah. Hurry, hurry up. We, we right.
0: need a solid Thanksgiving dinner.
2: That's for sure. Well, thank you all for listening. And we're going to close this with a go Armada.
0: Almost Armada. Gobble, gobble. Bye. Bye. Go Armada.